Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Cracked his horns and everything. I Did you see? Yeah, or I gasped. He grasped what? Grasped, he grasped, grasped his balls. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mandalorian, the weekly nerd-on show where we discuss Disney's hit show, The Mandalorian. This is the way. Today, we join a group of unlikely mercenaries and betray someone, but we don't know, in today's episode, Chapter 6, yeah. The Prisoner. I hope you do know because we're going to be talking spoilers. Yes. Spoilers, I mean, that happens spoil, at the spoil. beginning, but yeah, yeah. some people still redacted, don't like Redacted, redacted, spoil. Redacted, redacted, yeah. uh, some people still don't like spoilers anyways. Yes. But uh, to get, let's get started with the with the show. Uh, our hosts, I am Tom. I'm Corey. I am Ali. And this episode is brought to you in part by the wonderful people at the Nerd on Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. If you are not familiar with Patreon, it is a service where you can support your favorite creators, such as Nerd On and other podcasts alike or anyone else in the world. Yeah. But uh, if you take part in our $1 or $5 or $8 tiers, you help us become the best show we can be. Yes. By joining communities such as our Discord server, getting early access to episodes before we ever air them, or even episodes that have never aired before. And if you'd like to check that out, go on nerdon.io backslash Patreon. It really does help keep the lights on and you become one of the nerds of the Nerd On Nation. Doesn't that sound yeah. cool? Mm-hmm. But also, if you would like to support us even further, but get some more reading under your belt because you love reading things, mm-hmm. you should check out this internet uh, great UI service. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, with our other affiliate, Comixology, uh, at nerdon.io backslash Comixology. If you have any e-readers, uh, it's a really great way to uh, get in touch with more Star Wars lore. There's a lot of good in-between stories during the films. It looks like Corey said pointing at Oh, I have, I have one more thing I want to say, Tom. Oh, okay. Leading into the holiday season, if you'd like to, to support us even further with your with your credit cards and, money and all that kind of stuff, help us keep the lights on, help us be the best show. During your holiday shopping, you can use the link nerdon.io backslash Amazon and a percentage of any of your purchase on Amazon will go straight to us yep. to being the best show we can be, right, Tom? Yes. This is the way. Nerdon.io backslash comicsology. That's not what I said. I know. Okay. Nerdon5 for $15 yeah. purchase more. <laughs> yeah. These, these uh, messages have been approved by the sponsor. Anyway, here we go. The Prisoner. <laughs> the Prisoner. The Prisoner. So, uh, the heist episode. Yeah. It, it, yep. Initial reactions and first impressions. I'll go mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. This was an episode that was written for me. Uh, I am a big fan of heist movies. I'm a big fan of like the Oceans movies. I had just told Tom I was watching them over the uh, over Thanksgiving with my dad. We watched Oceans 11 and 12. Nice. Um, it's very Fincher-esque. It's very uh, Soderbergh. It's very uh, everything I like yeah. about these types of things. Heist, there's betrayals. Mm-hmm. There's There's old flames. There's, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> yeah, action. Yeah. Like this is, this is everything I wanted. This is the high, like high octane Star Wars that I need. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the cast of this episode as well. This it was, was a good group. This is, uh, John Favreau, uh, Tom, you'll dive into this later cause you were explaining it to me a little bit, but he is casting these comedians who are just slaying the parts they're in. Bill Burr. Uh, Bill Burr was in this, who's fantastic. Uh, the guy who voiced the robot is Richard Aote from IT Crowd. Oh. Um, we have, in the first episode, we have Horatio Sands. We have Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. So this this series is littered with comedians who are just killing these roles. Um, 
it was awesome to see Bill Burr in this. It was. Uh, after the m- much awaited from the first trailer. Like, I'm finally glad mm-hmm. we got to see it. Also, we got to see some front and center Twi'leks, which we haven't really gotten yeah, to see in live action. Only one time, I think. Oh, I, I usually remember. I mean, the more, most memorable one is the one that worked for Jabba the Hutt. The dancer, right. No, I was like, you even talking about the dude. The dude. Oh, the the pink uh, wraparound guy? I don't yeah, know if he's a Twi'lek. He is. He's a male Twi'lek. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I was like, he just looks, they usually, they that's the, how, the two, they usually have the two. That's how Hera's dad looks like. Oh, gotcha. Um... So it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun episode and it was kind of cool to explore the new Republic a little bit and yeah. see how they're kind of a foil to the empire. Like mm-hmm. their prison is all like white and clean and everything like that. And the death stars, I don't remember, almost looks exactly the same, but it's all painted black. So it was well, kind n- of new strange. New is new technology, baby. I know. You gotta. <laughs> Doesn't matter who, whose flag it is under. Uh, so it was really interesting to see the, the total opposite, not to mention the droids. I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, KS2O from, uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look almost like that, but they're like the good version of those droids. Anyway, mm. it was really interesting. But I, I, I would still say Episode Three again is still my favorite. But this is like this episode holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah, I think um, this was a very like I, I agree with you. It was very. Uh, it was cool to have the heist movie sort of thing in the in like in the, like let this be the episode for that. Um, it does kind of fall into that like trap of like like the previous previous episode was kind of like you could see it as a filler this one was definitely in the filler in the sense of like it really doesn't move anything forward but i'm okay with that like i think it was cool to just see him on his adventures and see how cutthroat it really can be yeah out where there's like no law at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh like they like he brings up that it's that it's the new republic ship or whatever and they're like yeah so yeah we're, we're just we're, we're, we gotta get our bread yep you know gotta make our money <laughs> you know uh and by the way we saw flask from uh yeah mark boone jr mm-hmm. yeah from, yeah i met him plus uh, they don't like falafel yeah. no. I, I showed you our selfie together did you yeah it was okay. like a low-end selfie and he like never talked to me on i'll talk about it later okay, okay. uh Is that what you're talking that about? was yeah he was what they don't like falafel yeah no yeah. no questions remember yeah uh, so he was, he, it was cool to see him. Um, and Bill Burr was just like surprisingly good. He like, was really it, good. In his role, like, I was like, I, I could see you coming back. And My wife and I were really surprised at how good he was. I mean, like I always knew Bill Burr could, could act because he's on yeah. Office for Family and that kind of stuff for voiceover. But like this was a very different role for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I think he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's something about this. Like I think it's just the whole... It's just, I think it's just what works best for Star Wars or something. Yeah. It's, it's like having Harrison Ford back in the day and like having him be like just a ball of charisma. And I'm also going to give this episode bonus points because they got Bill Burr to do a Gungan impression. That was, oh, Yusa? yeah, that was incredible. What by are you the a way. Gungan over under there? Yusa, yeah. Yusa never take your helmet Yusa, over like, you. Are, said, you but... are you poking fun at your, at like yourself as like yeah. a meta joke? A hundred percent. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I had, I had a good time. It was it was action packed. Um, again, it's not my favorite episode. I think episode I'm thinking right there with you with episode three. This is my uh, second favorite. I think it might be second or third for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I thought it was I was very meh. Yeah, I was very nonplussed about it. Um, not that I think there's so many great elements to it, but the thing is like. It's kind of just to me again, kind of leaning into something that I'm not really uh, excited about, and mm-hmm. I really am not excited about like a bunch of characters that I'm kind of doomed to not care about. Um, like even with 
the Sanctuary episode with uh, the Seven Samurai wannabe episode, which is nothing against the show. Everyone's done it. But I cared about the Widow. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I was able to care about certain people. I was able to care about Amy Sedaris's character. But this sure. episode made me just like, I don't care about anybody. And, uh, like, I love, like, the the tough, like, adversarial um, tension between Mando and the rest of the team. Uh, but there was a, a sense of kind of like it almost felt like fanfic sometimes. Mm. Um, and uh, this was the episode that we did talk about the first episode of Mandalorian where this was the one written by two different people other than right. Favreau. Right, so yeah. it was something that we were kind of uh, apprehensive or at least I was at least apprehensive of. Um, we kind of knew it would be its own. Yeah. Yeah. But we then, were very uh, curious to see uh, the way it, it started, I was, I, I was loving it. I was like, doom. It's like, there's this beat like going in. The and music is fantastic. In this and episode. it's going like, okay, cool. And there's these revolving shots. And it's like, here's the team. Here's that. It reminded me of Blade 2, um, yeah. which was written by David S. Goyer, um, who's also written for comic books. And I was like, it felt very like, you know, work with the enemy now and then go to a place where you don't want to go into. So I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is going to be cool. Um, I, I could care less if it was even connected to it. And I know that's a lot of mm-hmm. criticism on the internet that actually there's there's no overarching themes at all. But like this going into it, I was like, okay, I'm totally cool with this. Like, let's go on this ride. Yeah. Um, but as the episode like continued to kind of go on, like nothing to me ever phased anything. Like, n- like well, she's an ex or blah, blah, blah. Like this guy looks like the devil. It's like, I was like, None of this, I think. Well, matters. you know, he's a reference to the guy in New Hope, right? Yeah, but it was, it was mm. kind of like nothing played into it, and so I was like, "Cool." I mean, played like into, into like why it had to be like why did Clancy Brown have to look like that? Why did he have to be? Oh, he's that just character? that race. Yeah, that's mm. fine. Um, and like to me, more Twi'leks is something like I I'm interested in. That's a personal thing. Um, but seeing more other things that I'm not too familiar with, it like doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, well, it that's a big Star Wars reference. So that's a big Easter egg. Him being so that. are Twi'leks as well. Well, even more so because the only other shot we get of that race is from New Hope. It's like a four second shot in the cantina, and everyone's always curious about what they are, mm, all that yeah. kind of stuff. There's some fanfic that uh, goes into it, but the reason he's in this is because one of the Mandalorian's main weapons is a flamethrower, and that race is specifically immune to fire. So I think that plays into a weakness of his. I think it was an important. Yeah, I mean, like each, each you could see each uh, mercenary is like a, a almost an aspect mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian's arsenal, but that doesn't come to play as well. Right. I so, mean, it's the same as why are they Twi'leks? They could yeah. have been anything. Um, mm. But it's kind of like, oh, X lever, but also she uses blades. He uses blades. This guy uses guns. He has a lot of guns. He's fire, non fire. It's like cool. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, he has a ship, but this guy flies it better. But whatever. Um, but yeah, so watching this, I mean, like to me, there was a, definitely a lot of like cool moments in there. But uh, I'm. It's still kind of like I'm wondering where the season's going to pick off, or if it's going to just fizzle and just be like it doesn't connect to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I enjoyed it, uh, and I think it's definitely just it's high end popcorn daytime television, which is <laughs> interesting for me to like say that. Like to me, it's just like a very and I'm not I'm not putting it in a bad way, but it's like mm-hmm. watching if Walker Texas Ranger was in high production value, mm-hmm. which isn't bad because I fucking love that show. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, I that's, that's kind of what I like it about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much like, it's TV. I watch so many that. fucking shows that have five season long story well, arcs. Yeah. So the problem is I also like, we're in a sa- super saturated, like, our, like Sopranos just destroyed mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. Not yeah. in a bad way or not in a good way. Where like everyone it just thinks, changed it. Everyone, including myself, like, is just so geared 
for an hour long dramas mm -hmm. and with characters that are like super and like anti-hero and uh mandalorian is kind of like a little bit of a fresh up breath there in a sense but in the same way as it's playing in a feel in a world where like it, it, it's surrounded by everything it's not and so right. it's for me it, it's like i said it's a better firefly for me it's essentially the same thing mm -hmm. every yeah. episode is a different thing that doesn't really tie into it the only thing that ties every episode together is they need to get a living cargo somewhere. Mm. Yeah. What is Mandalorian? A bunch of episodes that don't tie to anything where the only through line is they have to get a living cargo <gasps> somewhere. Except except it's executed. The better. child isn't in a box. It was in a box ish. So <laughs> she, she was, was in a box and uh, she's not in a box. Uh, <laughs> she's no longer in a box. Ollie, either. I just think that, I mean all that's, somebody, so for me that's that's why I'm so okay with this. Yeah. Is like if fire if there's a place where Firefly exists and there's a fandom for it enough to get a movie and there's a diehard fandom I don't see why those same critiques can't uh, can't apply to to, yeah. to Firefly. And somebody, that apply to this. somebody somewhere that decided that. Yeah, hundred percent. Someone decided that like serialized stuff should stop. Yeah, and because it used to in the '60s, that was it. Yeah. I mean, for, you had. for a and, while, we've been we've been seeing like this rise of anthology stuff. Yeah, it's like with the, well, people want to create as well. the massive cinematic scope and stuff like that with success of shows like Breaking Bad and, yeah. and like how I mean, that, how that Marvel can pay got off. into it with yeah. the Marvel TV. Right. DC got into it with CW but shows. I'm totally I'm totally okay with it. I just hope they I just wish they would lean more into it. I guess, yeah, is, I, is what I would. I mean, say. and I would say like the one thing I think is a little different in terms of what Mandalorian's doing and Firefly's doing is that Mandalorian isn't relying on an ensemble. Mm -hmm. It's relying on like two characters that don't have a lot of expressions. Well, it's a western. Yeah, it's like well, it's, I mean, so it's Firefly. It's the mess. But then that also that's has true. a that's lot true. of ensemble. I guess I meant like uh, for like me, more that's of a, a spaghetti western. Makes me like it more. I like the centralized on the one. Yeah, yeah I think it could be cool, but it's tough to do again. Like without a little bit of like, the one thing I really did like was I forget was it uh, it was Mark Boone Jr. He's like, yeah, why the face? And I'm like. There's no face. And there. he makes an expression and he goes, Is that gratitude? Yeah. And, and then walks like, off. Yeah. So it's like, there's no face. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I guess, and I'm on I'm in the camp that like Lion King didn't bother me either. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. everyone was like, Oh, I can't tell what expressions. And I was like, you? <laughs> uh so I think I'm in the camp of this. So like I I do understand everything he like when he's standing there silently, I I think from enough from the context of the scene, I do Well, I buy it, it doesn't and I don't buy me. it. I mean, do you my, know what I mean? My my house cat that I have at home, like I understand when she's being affectionate versus she wants food. Yeah. Like you can kind of see expression in those animals right. anyways. And like it's there. So for me, the Mandalorian isn't isn't a far stretch from that. And it hasn't been a problem for me, I guess, to to not see his face. Like I, again, yeah. if you were listen to our first episode, I thought it was going to be something that was going to be a detriment from for my viewing of the show. And I, I mean like I look, I get I get where people are coming from. I mean no, facial it, features yeah. are, are a huge part of how we express I, I how we are. I think also the tough thing is like is the pacing as well. Is because like we don't get facial features. And I'm not saying like I you could watch a movie about a robot yeah. and not have any facial features at all. Mm -hmm. Um but then giving the the time and I guess gravity of the situation like you're allowed these like dramatic beats where like the show is trying to be like a half hour show mm -hmm. and it's just like a breakneck speed. So like it's yeah. more action paced than it is drama paced. And so we don't you it's not I don't want to say you're getting robbed of it, but it's you're getting have you're having to be the audience is having to put more on their plate to have to to engage. Maybe. I don't feel that way personally. My my experience of it is like I'm really glad it's a half an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh and I'm really glad it's like non or serialized. Like it's these are the episodic. I think or yeah, episodic. These are yeah. the things that I've didn't know I've missed 
from TV? Like, well, I, I used to watch all those shows with my mom. Like, well, I mean, also yeah. it goes harkens back. I mean, like going into it a little bit. It's like you and Dana love watching like Boy Meets World and Friends, and there's not a lot of like each episode has to connect to the last right. one. There's yeah. some things in the season that will right. happen, mm-hmm. but like. You could have just popped on an episode and nothing. You you wouldn't have missed a thing. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I still have. I still watch Frasier yeah. to this day. Yeah, to, to this day. day. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on yeah. to brief synopsis and production. Let's do it. Uh, who want, so Corey? You want to do a brief synopsis? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna do real brief because we've yeah. already talked so much. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Basically, Mandalorian gets uh, hired. Uh, to go rescue someone's crew member, and he has a ragtag team of people he's put together that he doesn't know. No one really trusts each other. They get on board. Bullying ensues. Uh, they break into a uh, droid-run New Republic prison. So these are the good guys. To break this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, they're kicking ass, and it is not droid-run. There is a human on board who is played by the voice of Anakin Skywalker from the Clone Wars for all seven seasons. Oh. little cameo. Ollie, when you start it, you'll like it. Uh, and there's a little kind of Mexican standoff there mm-hmm. uh, where Nymphador Trunks ends up killing him and he presses yeah. the button to send a signal to the New Republic that there is a distress signal uh, yeah. and they're sending a fleet, essentially a small fleet. Mm-hmm. So they have 20 minutes to get out of there. They finally find the Twi'lek, who they were looking for. It turns out it's Nymphadora Trunks's brother, who the Mando knew, Tonks's. who left him for... What did I say? You said Trunks. Trunks, my bad. Dragon Ball Z. I was actually looking up Dragon Ball Z stuff earlier. <laughs> um, so Nymphadora Tonks, excuse me. Um, turns out he left him for dead somewhere, and they betray the Mandalorian and lock him into the prison. Mando gets out. Badassery ensues. Mm-hmm. Mandalorianisms ensue. Yeah. Uh, and he eventually defeats every single one of them and finally gets to Quinn, who he takes in, gets his reward. As he's flying off, uh, he is betrayed by his old friend. He says, kill him. But what he doesn't know is that the Mandalorian has hidden that little New Republic tracker in the pants of Quinn. Starts beeping as three X-Wings well, pull up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three X-Wings pull up. Are those X-Wings? Uh, <laughs> each of the pilots played by directors of Mandalorian episodes. Uh, the first one we see is Dave Filoni. Uh, we see Deborah Chow there. And f- uh, it's Rick. What is it? How do you pronounce that? Femayua. Femayua? Yeah. Uh, all three are there. They, it was a great cameo. Mm-hmm. Made me smile from cheek to cheek. <laughs> uh, and they destroy the station. Blow yeah. it up completely. As the Mandalorian escapes into hyperdrive and gives the baby Yoda the little gear shift ball. Saying, I told you it was a bad idea. Yep. So there we go. How was that? That was great. Thank you. That was like 20 minutes. It was mm-hmm. it was like so long. So, uh, long. so uh favorite the, impro- no, production. The, hell? the production. <laughs> uh so I mean the main things uh that are different director is Rick Famuyiwa, uh who directed Dope, uh The Wood and uh The Shy. And the writer uh was uh Christopher L. Yost, who is best known for writing Thor Ragnarok, uh Thor the Dark World, uh Iron Man Armored Adventures TV show. And in future, Masters of the Universe will be on Netflix and Cowboy Bebop. Oh. Um, the uh, changed uh, cast will be Richard Ayode, who is in the IT crowd, The Watch, Submarine, Clancy Brown, The Highlander, voice in uh, Superman the Animated, as well as SpongeBob, Mark Boone Jr., Sons of Anarchy, Batman Begins, and Memento, Bill Burr, who is in Stand Up Guys, Date Night, and Breaking Bad, uh, and Natalia Tenya. Tenna. Natalia. 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 Natalia Tena, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and About a Boy. Uh, release date of the episode is December 13th, 2019. Uh, and this episode was 43 minutes in its totality. Uh, and the Rotten Tomato score for audience de- 
in, uh, decreased by 1% to oh. a 94 this week. Uh-oh. It's okay. Like I said, it was made for me. That's why. Yeah. They Baby went, Yoda was we're a gonna, fad. We're going to focus on Corey. <laughs> there was, there was yeah. one other Corey that didn't like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> 1%. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that brings us to uh, favorite parts. Favorite mm-hmm. parts of the show. I will say this. This episode I really liked in terms of the effectiveness of how it made the Mandalorian really embody the Swiss army knife of a human being yes. that I think he's supposed to I was embody. actually right. thinking of you through all the fights. I was like, this is what Tom has been waiting for. Yeah. Doing like, all the different things. Doing yeah. the different things, fighting different ways, and also being like, uh, like, okay, cool, I got betrayed. I'm not going to go just chase after them like a hero does. I'm going to like... Kind of plays psychological warfare. Well, I want to hunt down my prey. Yeah. And that's that's what I typically like is when the hero gets to become God for a second. Um, Because (laughs) it is a like a cool, your uppins have come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I was like, Mando Mando ain't no bitch. No. Like, he's going to hunt them now. I mean, he got shot like droids. Yeah. He got shot like several times. That's what that armor is about, baby. baby. And the one thing I also did like was like making droids... uh, not relevant, but also making droids uh, scary again. Yeah. Uh, like I've sa- been saying, this is kind of my journey. This show is also serving as my journey of wa- watching Rebels. And I just got to the episode where um, that is a, uh, a spoken thing where they ask, like, I don't know why the clone aren't, the clone soldiers were so afraid of droids. And it's like, then you realize, like, the effectiveness of what a droid really was under yeah. proper... Like, like the droidicas and the battle droids Under proper ones that are uh, meant planning. for... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Under, plan, under proper planning and usage, <laughs> like, just different types of formations and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, so seeing droids, like, just pretty much be so overwhelming yeah. to these mercenaries, where, like, we've only followed Jedi. Mm-hmm. And Jedi just... Deflect, deflect, deflect. Push, push. They, even, they even made a, made a stab at stormtroopers in this one. Yeah, I so love they're that. Like, I mean, like, no stormtroopers. He's like, he's an he imperial like, sharpshooter. He's like, yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, and yeah he said, that says a lot. I was a stormtrooper asshole or wise yeah. ass. Yeah. Loved that line. I even wrote it down. I was like, also, this is... Also, Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr-isms but, are really great. Just yeah. nice shoes. Yeah. They match your belt. Yeah. yeah that was pretty funny. match the belt. I like that. That was a reference to, because I think they're stormtrooper boots. Oh. That the, like, Galactic Republic has repurposed as their part of their... Interesting. ...army. Um... One of my favorite parts was the flashing lights Mandalorian. Little Batman moment. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, coming yes. up on Bill Burr, and then Bill Burr turns around, and, and yet he's, he's still behind no. him again. Here. I'm right here. Oh, also with Bill Burr, this freaking shoulder gun. That was dope. That, that was cool. Out. That and was, was like, really cool. In my mind, I'm like, motherfucker, why does no one have this? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how how useful that would just be? Just right around corners. Cool. It'd be just, a little behind, turret on your shoulder at all times. behind time. you. Well, it, it like turned a corner. Yeah, well, yeah, but also just your six is always covered. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So, um, Ali, favorite parts? Um, I mean, that one's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, Batman. The, the Batman. Oh, moment. that was like, I cheered out loud. Yeah, that was, was pretty like, great. Yes. Um, I really liked the the that doesn't say much. Like just mm-hmm. that line. Um, but it was it was cool to see just the hanger and like getting the posse together. Like that was yeah. I mean, like, I like I really the, the like shot selections yeah. they use and like the rotation shot, yeah. the parallax use. I'm like. It's building this scope, but it's also saying that this plot is conspiring. And I'm telling you, that's when I started getting a fucking huge ass nerd on. And I was like, <laughs> I'm about this. I'm fucking Rick, here. Uh, that was cool. I really dug that beginning. The shit of this. Yeah. yeah. I, you I mean, I'll say dope yet, Corey. No. You son of a bitch. I, I definitely, I think I'm with you, Tom, Tom, in the sense that I like the beginning a lot more than towards the end. It felt but like it, it felt really. Didn't it feel like a cinematic to like a raid? Yes. 
Like this felt it? like a video game. Yeah, it did. Well, the oh. whole show feels like a video game. I know. Yeah. Uh, I also Except really, I know how to use we, my character spell better than I that. really <laughs> loved the fake force moment with Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. That was one of his hands. Like, hand. did I do that? That was crazy. <laughs> Uh, and I loved the design of Zero. I thought that was a cool looking droid. It mm-hmm. reminded like me droid. of the Masked Rider. It's an old Japanese like Power Ranger show. And I love that it was totally a robot about it, about about like coming out of hyperdrive and docking. Now. And he was just like, now, now. doing this now, flipping, doing cloak, this now. whatever. Like, yeah. No I was like, yeah, whatsoever. Like, well, I mean, yeah, because it's a robot. You're a robot. Yeah. You're a computer. You're just yeah. going to get the job done. Which I liked a lot that I was like, oh, you know, that's true. He probably can pilot better than anyone. Did you could. also notice when he's going off on his thing where he's like, my reflexes are greater than anything that's living. He turns around and uh, what's his name? John Boone Jr. Yeah, Mark, 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 Mark Jr. reaches out and like hits him in the face. And he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Off. Dude, go back and just watch that moment again because he turns and he goes, oh, okay. That's and funny. he goes to pat him on the shoulder, but he turns and it hits him in the face. Oh. And he's like, ah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it was a nice little I, like slap on the face. I extra, always literally. like, so I also, uh, we talked about it in the beginning. I worked, my first ever job moving to LA, I worked on a film that like a lot of the Sons of Anarchy people helped produce and make oh, and star in. Right. And Mark Boone Jr. was in it. And uh, I remember like literally seeing him on set and I was like this little lowly PA. So just getting people coffee and whatever the fuck they wanted um, was my job. And I remember just seeing his trailer and he opens the door and he's like, you know, like three feet above ground, like standing over these stairs. And he's like open shirt, like just his whole body just for the world to see. And I'm like, oh, hey, sir, do you need a coffee or water? And he just does in his way. Does it look like I need coffee or water? I'm like. I'll go fuck myself now. Uh, thank <laughs> you you. should have just said, yes. Uh, yes, but then, you look parched. And then I was like, no, well, no, my name's Tom. If you need anything, I'll, I'll be here. And then he didn't talk to me at all for the entire shooting of the movie. Shout and out. then Rap Party shows up and he's there and he's just trying to chill in by himself and everyone fucking knows him. And then like, I, I, like I'm just alone at like drinking and then all of a sudden I'm like, just like with my phone, I'm doing my little, hey, we out here. And then he grabs my phone and then he stops the video and then he like, just like looks at me. He's like, you want a picture? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then he just takes his little selfie with me. Dope. And I was like, that's cool, that's what's up. And I was like, it's wonderful to meet you. He's like, you know, you were really good, blah, 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 blah. So I was oh, like, nice. oh, there's a nice little like happy ending So once story. he's offset, he was like, all right, now he I'm not chill, working yeah. anymore. Well, yeah, also, I don't think he just like, he just didn't give a fuck. You gotta have that. You gotta have that facade. Yeah. Uh, also, can I just shout out the double doors moment? Oh, yeah. This episode. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown bring it, bringing the oh, door back yeah. up and then Mando just going, beep, beep. And the no. double door it cracked his horns and everything. I Did you see? Yeah, or I gasped. You grasped what? Grasped, he grasped, grasped myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all wash our hands with our pants. All right. Uh, but I was just like, ooh. Yeah. And if you look at the very end, if you look very carefully, both his horns are broken oh. completely. Uh, I, I do love uh, my, myself some good Clancy Brown. Yeah, and man. I, every time he snarls and he says something, I'm like, mm, that's that. There's just some kind of... What do you call him? Little insect? Uh, little mouse. The mouse. When mm. he shot the little thingy. Yeah. Uh, little but mouse. there's there's something about just his voice and the way it's just like... It's just like the best mocha cappuccino <laughs> you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> when he like sumo wrestles the droids yeah. in the hallway and just oh, throws yeah. one into the those, other one and they're like, yeah. okay. Like, All right, that works. <laughs> That works for me. Um, I I really actually enjoyed the little standoff at the, in the control room, like mm-hmm. where me too. you see Mendo's uh, wanting to become a negotiator, wanting to not take life unnecessarily. He was almost there too, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hold on!" He put holsters a gun. He calms everyone down, and I still, you know, I'll say there's a one small thing that I fucking love. It's kind of like to me, this is the Iron Man uh, whirring sound of his repulsors. It's the roar of the flamethrower. 
Yeah. Every time it's like, did you just turn on a fucking lion? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's so like, satisfying. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, uh, watching the you know Clancy Brown not get affected by it. Yeah, at all but was no, like, but it was cooler to see it, him like steaming or yeah, smoking and smiling. And like, oh, yeah, like, and Jesus smiling. Like, oh my God. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I, I know I referenced it before when I rested in Sedroy, but looking around and be like, all right, Mando, hit. and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where is and then he's he? Behind them. And he just steps out from behind them. I was just like. I think I noticed it like every other time the lights would turn on, he wasn't there. Oh, during so that, like during the Bilbo, on... I'm talking about the robot one, the first oh, fight. okay. When he takes down all the robots and he's like, Bilbo literally tells everyone not to help. And oh, he just oh, takes right. down he's all the robots him himself. And finally gets doing... that last shot through yeah. that one's head. But yeah, the, the Mando one, it's every other light, he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just thought that was such a good, like I was on the edge of my seat cheering yeah. during that whole. I was like, yes! This mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be like. Like he's coming into his own as a oh, as yeah. a Mandalorian, which is really cool. I would definitely say that the script is actually pretty like super well balanced and super well like like written mm-hmm. because I remember one part I was like that's such a plot device line. Um but I was like it works so well. Do you remember which one? Yeah. Uh it's when they're like why are we taking this this ship versus yeah. our ship which is faster. It's like why is he technically even here? And then they explain it's like his ship is off New Republic and the Empire's Grid. Right. So that's why we need it, even right. though it's at 67% uh, hyperspeed mm-hmm. capacity. And I was like, that's pretty fucking effective. Just like, and to me, I, I kind of like put that on Christopher Yost. Yeah. I was just like, he's written TV for so long. I feel like that's kind of like what he he's needs He's like, where's our MacGuffin? Kind of like, where's our in? Yeah, because it's kind of like sometimes you ask like, why would he go into a place that he knows he has bad blood with? Yeah. Why would he do these things? Like one, he needs money, but it's like, why do they need him? You know, like you got to ask yourself like questions like, why does a character go there? But why is a character also back yeah, in there? Yeah, I did like him saying like, the ship's the reason I let you in. Why yeah. do you think you could land here? And so I was yeah. like, that's really cool. I, I dug that. And I mean, I love a lot of the Mark Boone Jr. stuff where he's just like mm-hmm. so chummy. Yeah. Um, but it's also just he's like, got uh, that beard going on right now, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I also want to do a little Easter egg shout out to one of the prisoners is a, is a Ardenian, mm-hmm. which is the little monkey with mm-hmm. four arms. Oh, which yeah. is I don't what, think he was that little. Well, <laughs> it's what John Favreau voiced in Solo. Uh, so I think oh. that was a little like because it has its own little moment where it pulls its. Head well, you up. see yeah. two hands, and then you see two, two more hands, hands two and then the little face. And I was like, wait a minute! And I like remembered. I was like, I think John Favreau voiced the little monkey in Solo, and he did. And I think so. I think that was hmm. a little nod to like. Is he yeah. is he trying to become the Stanley of Star Wars? No, well, because uh, spo- yeah, spoiler for spoiler for Solo. Turn this off right now if you didn't see that film a year and a half ago. Yeah, uh, or listen to our his episode. character dies in that, so I don't think it's the same exact one. But it was a nice little like, we got you. Uh, mm. Stanley dies in the Incredible Hulk. What? The movie, The Incredible Hulk. Stanley dies in there. He drinks the gamma radiated. Or does he become another? Hulk no, he we doesn't don't know about. Uh, anyway, anyway. So favorite characters yes. of the episode. Um, that's a good question. Other than the Mando, obviously. Um, what was Bill Burr's character's name? Well, Mayfeld. 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 I think I like Mayfeld. Uh, I like Zero a lot. I was going to say was Zero, is... Zero. I mean, obviously, you could pick more than one. I like Zero, and I really liked uh, Marpin Jr.'s. Like, it was just like, yeah. it's like it's like Carl Weathers, but just like the mercenary version. Exactly. I don't... <sighs> I know we like the mousy. Huh? I like the mousy. No, I don't know if I have a favorite. I liked like this for me. This was like a really nice Ocean's Eleven. Like, I know you didn't like. We need everyone for this kind mm-hmm. of thing. I know you didn't like Quinn as much. No, there he is. How'd you know? Because no one did. Oh yeah, because that was probably the like sorry like not against the actor or anything, but that was like the least interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's nothing against his sister was him. awesome. 
Hmm? Uh, another thing against him or the actor, but it's just like she, 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 she no, I think yeah, her name. She just the, He's uh, just like this asshole. It's like we yeah. all expected everyone to be assholes yeah. no matter what. So when he becomes more asshole, it's like who cares? I'll say Shein. It was my favorite. Okay, because I, she moved shit along. Yeah, that moment when she threw the dagger and she's yeah, like, "You guys like, are fucking go. boring." And I was like, "Dumb. All right, <laughs> all right, cool." Will you all? Shut and I also up. like seeing Twi'leks with like sharp teeth. I'm not a fan. I, I think I mean I am because it's not a universal thing. It's clearly just like her the no and her brother. Uh, so like well, I their wonder clan probably I wonder what yeah I wonder what their be, clan is like or what they're they're probably not a yeah. very royal fa- family because I now I'm watching Rebels and I know more about that shit yeah. maybe but like I and so the and Ollie this isn't a spoil but like mm. I love that Star Wars has this built in where based on like so we speak English. But then, like, if you Do talk we? to people in the UK, they have their own version of English. Yeah, British so English. they have their their, they have their accent. English. And so Twi'leks, right. they speak basic, but then they have an accent when they speak in their actual native. Mm. And so, like, they were speaking kind of in an accent. And I feel like to me, that's their 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 this live action version of like yeah. this is their native tongue. Well, yeah. it's like it's become a standard that that Star Wars planets are a single weather mm-hmm. forever. And are a single race mm-hmm. for like the whole thing, and there's no variation. And it's it's like we have to realize it's an entire planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's going to be probably well, variations of. The, I'd be of the interested species to see and, more about about the more like basically more, I guess probably warlike Twi'leks. Dude, for sure. I'm telling you, I ever since Rebels, I wouldn't have been a fan if all Twi'leks had the sharp this teeth. Is where but to for do the it. purpose of this, I was like, ever I dig it. ever since Twi- I saw Rebels, I'm like, I want to see some fucking Twi'leks. Baby. Yeah, that's some shit. Some dope. Um. That's uh, now you know how I feel about Mandalorians and about the devil species. <laughs> I would want to see more of the Death Watch, I'd say. Yeah, dude, Death Watch? I, or see the peaceful Mandalorians. Mm, I'm just saying Mandalorians yeah. in general. I want all of it, baby. Uh, I think Mandalorians are one of the most interesting uh, races or tribes in the They're the, Star the greatest Wars fighters in the universe, but why are all of them are dead? Anyways. Y'all, <laughs> play some Knights of the Old Republic and get back to me. That yes. shit is nuts. Or watch Clone Wars. And just watch the entire four, uh, third season. No, because the Mandalorians in the... In, uh, Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, is such a unique, like time for them. Oh, you're right. You know what? Dave Filoni and Gary Kartowski didn't make unique ones in Clone Wars. <laughs> That's not what That's I'm saying. Exactly what it was saying. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it's a weird in between because they're they're still technically at at war, but there's a ton of them still, mm. and their suits are really different. And so a lot of them are entering into like uh, battle arenas and winning like everything and they're soup. They're, they're no longer like, they're not quite a myth yet because there, there are so many of them. They're kind of like assholes and I kind of love it. They're Saiyans. Yeah. They're essentially Saiyans and you get to like train with them at one point and you work your way up into their tribe and defeat their like best warriors. And they're like, okay, you're kind of an honorary Mandalorian at this point. Um, qualms, qualms, qualms. Well, you said my qualm. Uh, I would have liked to see Quinn. Quinn do more. Yeah. But he was kind of wasted. Mm-hmm. I think he's an interesting character. And I think the tie in was cool. Yeah. But it, I would have loved if, to yeah. have an extra 10 minutes. If this episode, mm-hmm. if this wasn't an episodic type storytelling, it could have been cool of, be, of him and Mando getting stranded on an island or on a planet without fuel, waiting for a rescue. And then you have to hash through what they went through. Are we saying show me the body? No, I'm just I'm saying. No, I'm just saying. Are we going to say that for him, or is he gone? The this show is show me the body. This show, if you're not in the next episode, you're. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> like I I don't have any I hope for you to come back. Do you think he's dead? Is what I'm trying to ask you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me be more direct. Mm, 
I if I do I think he's dead. Uh, I don't think so. I think as of right now, yes. If season when season two starts in production and they hit a roadblock, no. Okay. They'll, they'll bring him back. Leave the yeah, exactly. Leave they'll the they'll bring whoever want, they want back. They're like, oh, they they didn't really kill. Leave them. the option. Uh, yeah. Um. Least uh other qualms. Do you say least favorite least part? Least yeah. Jesus. Part. Well, uh, we don't say that here. If you think about it, it's your not it's your the most favorite. favorite. It's the less favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Tom, for me, um, I wasn't a fan of a lot of the direction. Of all of any of the acting, any of the the delivery of when they were said, how they were said, uh, I think all of the actors are like are more than capable of giving more than what they were given, and that's a weird thing. And like I praise the writing, but I think just the format of the show, like Bill Burr, like it, it's, Bill Burr can fucking play a character, but like I feel like he was almost like I think he kind of would have stolen the show. I think that would have been like something that they didn't want to have because this show did this episode did run longer than the other ones, and I feel like there were some things that they couldn't cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'll, yeah. and I wanted, I was like, everyone could kind of get a little bit more, but I'm kind of in this place where it's like I still don't care about anybody. Um, and I was like, I was like, give me something, and then we almost got it with uh, Shian, and I was like, <gasps> like. Give me some of this relationship shit. Give me some of this, like, you know the secrets of him. And then it's like, a lady never tells him. I'm like, that's cool, femme fatale. Let me see more of it in the control room. <laughs> never mind. And I was like, okay. It's like, oh, and then Bill Burr is like, oh, what about your sister? I'm like, oh, maybe the compassion. It's no, 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 he's just dead. <laughs> no, he's okay. an asshole. And so well, he's not even dead. He's just captured. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. So like there, there was that whole thing going on and like that's what again it, it came out with the right when they landed it was like the opening was great the shit parts were great because i'm like cool you're building the tension you're building the pieces like i'm gonna see it's all go down and like some part of me kind of felt like there there's gonna be a betrayal because they did a lot of good shots between like cutaways of, of looking at each other i'm like you can't fucking trust these motherfuckers uh but then it's like you never <laughs> really felt like who was really in charge and I really wanted to be Bill Burr but like he kind of introduced him as he if he was but then at later times it's like he's not and so it was kind of interesting but again they're all mercenaries so it's like is there ever really a, an alpha wolf in no. that? No. In a mercenary mm-hmm. pack? Uh, no. So it's it's interesting and like uh, it, it, that's the sort of thing I was like I kind of like it plays so many different doors open and I feel like it for me it kind of didn't it, it kind of halfway nailed all of the nails into the coffin not saying the coffin's a bad thing, but just as a phrase, like they didn't fully nail it in, but it's like, oh, they're all they're almost done. And it's well, like it like it like maybe it like checked the boxes without really understanding what it needed to accomplish with those. Yeah, in some sense, I think like it didn't come if, together to if anything. If one character had been like a Gina Carano, or one character had been like uh the dude in the last episode, it's like that just played a little bit more of a secondary character. I think I would I would have felt a little bit better. What about I would have liked is I think it would have been a good opportunity because we still don't know like where it's headed. If there is a place that it's headed, it's to. for sure renewed for season two. Oh but yeah. yeah, but like just to inch it forward a little bit, I would have loved be- him being like, "Oh, New Republic, like a resource of like, hey, let me like tap into the directory of Jedi. I don't know, like move forward with like what you're doing with Baby Yoda." I I would say this like I as much as I like keep harking on like I'm not really too much of a fan of this episodic thing like I'm not going to like 
want it to be like give me some feedway into it, but like I you know what it could have been. It You're not expecting it to be something. It's not. It could have yeah. been an interesting scene, it like could've... with with uh, Mayweather or what is his name? Mayfeld. Uh, Mayfeld. Mayfeld. It could have been a good, you know. Yeah. Um. Like a scene where you get to maybe see him sympathize yeah, or like. Well, yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, so like uh, you guys have watched Blade Two. He has to work with the yeah, bad guys. Yeah. His his main asshole or his main like 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 just pain in the ass is uh, Ron Perlman's character. And it's because he keeps pushing Wesley Snipes' buttons. And it's like, if Bill Burr had been that, then I'm like, that would have been cool. Yeah. Or if it would have been more like, oh, this is the ex. And it's like, not so much as like there's sexual tension, but like there's so much bad blood. Uh-huh. And like, we had kind of like almost no idea that- her, we, needed, like, we needed some like of the talking through. Right. I, I wish like we got a bit more of like, because a, a, a bit of it, I was like, why is everybody picking on Mando? Like why? Like, like I didn't get enough of- I mean, a justification I, for I, it. I get that, but like, I would have wanted a little bit more directed to the other. Like, almost one person is kind of leading the charge, and the other ones are kind of just like, like crap and goyle. Mm-hmm. You know, a Draco Malfoy to the Harry Potter, which yeah. uh, Clancy Brown's character almost was for sure. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I was like, I was like, someone, someone pop out to be like the one that's like pushing more of the buttons because it just kind of felt like here's this melange of characters that you won't care about. Yeah. Um, and I think that was to me the most irritating part. Um, but other than that, like I, and that was a tough thing because this episode really leaned on the fact that like there's all these characters that we're following, and it's like almost everything like relied on them. But like I liked all the setups. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wanted to, I wanted that more. I could have watched him if this was a, the movie, like if the movie of Mandalorian was about this heist to. This felt like the the middle forty five of a movie or the middle thirty of a movie. I mean. Mm-hmm. We we could have had another thirty at the beginning and another thirty at the end. Have you have you yeah. watched uh, Pitch Black, with Vin Diesel? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what that is. It's like there's a whole crew of people that kind of don't know each other. They're all just here to transport Vin Diesel's character, and then at the end of the day, Vin Diesel. That's a good example. Like them. exactly, like mm-hmm. this could have been a really good movie premise. Yeah, but they fit it into a half an hour. I mean, and mm-hmm. there's there's some you know. Still think it had some than, some some there's, like there's some critiques with that too. Where it's like is each episode just kind of like because. There's some sense of like, is Disney kind of just testing, like experimenting, like be. which episodes are doing well and which ones can we use? Because Star Wars has dipped down ever since it went to Disney. Yeah. And so, and like, they've never had a live action TV show before. Yeah. And so, like, is this a good chance for them to be like, oh, people really like this episode? So let's do like a Twi'lek episode on, or a Twi'lek movie like this. Let's do a, a Java or wherever that race or is. Well, it had, it had, um, like, I guess, another, and that's just the TV-ness of it. Like, it felt a little, um, like samey that environment i think that's what kind of took away from some of the enjoyment towards the end of it for me sorry can you yeah samey like um like the homogenous like the corridors were always always the same like even towards like till the very end i was like this looks it looks like they built one One set and they shot it with a t end at the end and they just kept using it over and over again which is like i get it and that's fine but like i'm thinking of like no one complained when firefly did it no one complained yeah i totally (laughs) just totally get it because firefly had like maybe a fraction of the budget yeah. Right, but I'm like, you could have, you know, like budget, in like in A New Hope, you have him going around the thing and he's like climbing up on that equipment and like have like, change it up like a little bit. Uh, budget, budget's it. a little different, I huh? feel like. I think budget isn't just budget. Like with Kung Fury, like no one's going to complain when a $5,000 film is shot in f- completely in front of a green screen. The majority of the people don't understand, who are watching don't understand budget though. So it shouldn't uh-huh. be make a difference between show and show in that, in as far as a set piece goes. Well, it's to me. I I find. Well, I don't it, know if that could have been controlled. Like it, it might not. Maybe it is. If it was, if that was your restriction, yeah. 
You need to put all your money in the CG robots. Then the, I mean, well, the tough thing is kind of like you know, <laughs> yeah. how do you make the 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 cockpit or the the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise look interesting, even though it's the same thing? Right. Mm-hmm. You have ways to make it look cooler without right. looking at the same. Sure. So, um. But I would say actually to that opposite point, I really like the look of it. Even oh, though I, it I love the look. Very yeah, similar for sure. Because yeah. if like, oh, this feels nice in a way, because it's like it's just framed so differently, and so it's flat in a nice way and mm-hmm. not so flashy. But yeah. Yeah, I just I would have liked some environmental variances, but but that's just like one thing because this had a very solo ish vibe, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. but then solo was like uh, obviously is way more expensive. Like that first heist is like some crazy Not mountain that much train. More expensive. Yeah. But like that, I mean that movie that that first train heist, like how epic and insane was the scope of that scene? Like I don't know because the train mm-hmm. heist is to me very like also like it's it, it harkens back to like it's a pretty simple. Simple. It's a pretty simple like storytelling piece of a heist, um, but just depends how you want to shoot it. Captain right. America. Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's well. It, I think your budget defines what you can do and what you can write realistically. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're like, Absolutely. well, don't write that because we can't afford. You know what also, I mean? Yeah. There is also, the, it kind of depends on like what afford a 36 foot tall wiener. Right. So can you write something else? <laughs> uh, Sorry, it's all I got. It also depends on like how oft- how much time do you have to sh- have variable shot selection yeah. versus like just get the fucking cover special effects compositions like yeah. It, yeah if you can it takes time yeah um because I think in a world where like Rick probably had the time and day he probably would have wanted something to be shot as a one shot yeah like mm-hmm. the opening of this episode like started with the behind of the Mandalorian and I was like oh yeah. The I'm Nolan here, shot. I'm here for that shit. Because it's like to me, there's like these are shots that take time. Yeah. But then when you just get basic coverage, like these are time. These are shots. Like you they, can see the difference between the postcards and yeah. just having to fill in the shots. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I guess that wraps us out. Any last remarks other than Easter eggs or stuff Prisoner. like that? Uh, no. I think I, I snuck all the Easter eggs in throughout the. The episode very um, slightly. But I'm sure there's more to like, catch. as if yeah. red lights were flashing and you snuck up behind the audience of Bilber and uh-huh, just snuck exactly. into these rags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see if anything happens with them in that jail cell in that empty prison that's just floating yeah, through space. Know, right. We got two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Two episodes left. I mean, you know, again, the, this a was, movie in between. Yeah, and then so this next episode, will, next episode drops on a Wednesday. Wednesday. So remember that, people. And so yes. and we will be. On our social media when we drop the newest episode. Yes. If not, it might just be on your normal pro- programming. Episode 9 is coming out. I keep saying that when I shouldn't say it like that. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. And that is going to be, in, like, we're going to obviously do an episode on that. But then, like, the episode... Does that come out the same? Yeah, so, okay. so it'll come out in the order that they... Yeah. yeah. Our episode will come out we in the same this. order as yeah, that. Yeah. So what we got. Your normal programming will continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you like what you listen and you like what you hear, uh, please check out more of what we do at nerdon.tv. It has all the links of all of our YouTube, Twitch, and the other shows of the Nerd On. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Radio station family? Family. Okay. Just the Nerd On family. Well, Ollie. Welcome. Do it raw. And sing us out. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.